Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to this year's Last Minute Continue Game of the Year Awards. Uh, I am your semi-host as per usual, Erfart, and I have the two other wise men that I always like uh, joining me for this adventure. There is a Turbo. Hello. And a Shadow Fox. Ahoy hoy. And uh, yeah, uh, we're back at it again. We're going to keep things quite chill and I think we've all got five games, right? <laughs> Just about. I believe I, I. I think I've got just about because uh, I didn't really play many new games in the first half of the year for a good while. <laughs> Honestly, uh, this year seemed to kind of had a moments where it was like, oh, it's a bit dry for me. I don't uh, know what's. Well, um... well, it was more of a case of like um, um, on my streaming channel, Twitch.tv forward slash Turbo Drive Live. Um, I was doing like six months of Sonic for the, for Sonic's 30th anniversary, so I was like doing that. Uh, that was for the start year. of the year. Yeah, that was yeah. this year, wasn't it? It was a good yeah. excuse. <laughs> it's it's so, definitely so, a good excuse. So all the games that were coming out in the first half of the year, I didn't get a chance to play until like uh, or some uh, that came out earlier in the year. I didn't get to play until like the summer. So you know, on stream. So, but no, I, I have I have played uh, a good number of games. Oddly enough, I last year I actually had a full list of ten because I had to switch them around. I struggled to hit five this year. Yeah, mm. so like it was actually uh, initially on my list. Most of the games were uh, free to play games because there wasn't very much that I had to pay for that caught my attention initially. It's uh, well changed a bit. Mm. Well, this year um, I think almost every year I tend to decide the order. So this year. I have actually left it up to Shadow Fox to uh, choose the order. It's uh, me, Chris Pratt, to uh, <laughs> decide the order. <laughs> and that's another piece of gaming news that came out this year. That was. Yeah. <laughs> Topical. <laughs> Topical. Right, well, I figured for this year, uh, we're going to go by birthdays earliest in the year to latest, which I believe puts it at yours on May the 4th, mine on June the 30th and Turbo's in uh, mid-November, isn't it? Yeah, sure. We'll go, <laughs> go mid-November. You can't get my day right. And it's like, yes, November. We'll go I, We'll go with that. I know I know. it was very recent. <laughs> I'm dead. This, this is the problem. It, it was only a month ago. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I'll get started. My number five. Um, probably going to be on a lot of people's top lists, but um, I still enjoyed the game, but it didn't wow me as much as most people and that is Metroid Dread um, this is actually the only Switch game I played on the Switch on my list um, although I did play a fair few Switch games just a lot of remakes um, but yes Metroid Dread uh, it's definitely a very good installment of the game it is a continuation of the main Metroid series I 
um, a fan of some of the main, main Metroid series. I'm a bigger fan of the Metroid Prime games, if I'm going to be honest. But I do like... Fusion is one of my favourites. I do like Zero Mission. And then after that, my favourite is probably AM2R, which is a fan game. But yeah, it's very well done fan game. Did you ever try uh, Samus Returns, the 3DS remake? No, because I never managed to get a copy of it. I really couldn't find a copy of it. Ah, because uh, that obviously was like the bedstone for Dread in terms of like game yes. gameplay, because it it still had a, a few um, mechanics from that game implemented into Dread, like the counter move. Yeah, and uh, this is this was one of my complaints of Dread was that counter move felt a little bit too overused. Um, cer certainly early game before you got a lot of your powers you had to counter everything just to kill them. Mm. Otherwise, it was just a slog. Um, but, and the, the, my other big complaint is actually the Emmys. The main gimmick of the game isn't fun. <laughs> um, certainly later on in the game where they get stupidly difficult for no reason and it just becomes a game of luck, I felt like at times. It's, I yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's almost like they multiplied the... You know the uh, the the S uh, the SAX uh, from uh, Metroid Fusion. They just multiplied her uh, with the amount of Emmys there because the uh, the SAX in Fusion was like always stalking you, and it was the only thing that was kind of like going around. But then obviously they teased that there was more than like uh, ten. Yeah, on, on like sta that. station, but it didn't seem like that. This time, however, with Dread, there's obviously a lot more of them, like, you know, scattered yeah, around. and narratively it makes sense. I think the big difference between them and the SAX is the SAX is built up through the whole game, and it's the final boss, kind of. Kind of. Um, uh, and, it, and I feel that's why it works, is because there's always the, you cannot defeat this thing, and even when you defeat this thing, you cannot defeat this thing. You don't actually win. The one of the big problems I have with the Emmy is the fact that you kill every single one in exactly the same way. Um, you have to find this particular MacGuffin. That MacGuffin works on one Emmy. You kill the Emmy that way. You get the Emmy's power, but you lose that super ability. And yeah, the the whole the whole chase sequences you have with them get just a bit too much sometimes. But other than that, the game the game controls beautifully. It's definitely the best controlling Metroid. Um, actually, shooting, running, and gunning in it is a blast. And I do like while the sequence, the quote sequence breaks unquote are purposeful. There's a few that you can do, and it's very obvious you can you're supposed to be able to do them because um, one in particular, the boss has a easy short kill way if you sequence break. Um, to be able to kill him, which is really coolly done. Um, my other major criticism is that the is the way they've made it much harder. Um, the normal difficulty in this game feels like the hard difficulty of every other Metroid game I've played. Um, and certainly the final boss is a long battle of attrition where you just have to avoid damage as much as possible. 
it's not terrible, but I do feel like they went a little bit too far on the this is for hardcore Metroid fans rather than giving the option of, you know, opening it up to newer fans. But overall, I still I still enjoyed this game enough to complete it twice. Um, and that's 100%ing all items. Haven't done the speed runs because I'm terrible at them. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it and I will probably go back and do a few more runs. I will say I think I still prefer Fusion. But this is definitely higher than Super Metroid for me. And Super Metroid. Uh, this is higher than Super Metroid. It's higher than other M, obviously. Um, it's probably higher than Metroid 2. But I think Fusion still beats it out for me. But yeah, if you can get it at a decent price, Metroid Dread is definitely worth getting. That's it, because I've never played a Metroid game, so obviously I have no point of reference then. Would this be a good first jump-in point? No, then, absolutely not. Absolutely um, not, no. Oddly enough, as much as people criticise it, I think Fusion is the best jumping-on point because it's slightly more linear than the average Metroid, which means it builds you up quite a bit slower, but I think that suits a newer player better, and Fusion was my first 2D Metroid, so... guess I'm up next then. So, this is a game that actually just barely avoided getting on my uh, list last year because it wasn't out... It was out in December. Because we... Yeah. The, around here we do... We count the... Because we record this in December, we count the year as previous December to... Dece yeah, November. December to November, essentially. Which might make it easier to figure out what game it is in that it was uh, Cyberpunk. Did that come out in December? It yeah. did. It came out in December last year. It's uh, it does. It, it feels your time has been warped very much. So for some reason, I felt like it came out like February of this year. No, no, it it was December, and uh, it in fact it even got uh, put into nominations at the Video Game Awards two weeks after its release, which was hilarious considering it got pulled from consoles <laughs> about two <laughs> weeks after that. release. <laughs> No, yeah, like that get like so, like straight up. First of all, I had it on PC, and the PC was the most polished version of the game. Was still a bit grimy in places. <laughs> Certainly not to what to the degree of the other con or the console versions. But I mean, the game itself th it was actually kind of a lot of fun. The ability to like ride around and customize yourself out like do i want because i played through the game twice and i do need to go back into it again now now because they're, they're saying it's good now they're saying that it's getting better <laughs> but it's like i had a couple of uh characters one was a kind of tech savvy person who had a double jump who could stealth around it was it was like a, a hacker mr hacker man and then i had the other one which was a big old punchy lady who you it's very bizarre to see the differences in combat styles and like how much they actually affect like there were missions that i had to cheese in each uh go through because of just complications like there's there's a mini there's like a side quest called of well, called like it's a boxing side quest basically you go around knocking them down i think i called beat the streets i think it was called on my on my punching character 
it was not a problem. It was the easiest thing. But on my stealth character, I had to basically cheese it by dropping a sword in the middle of the arena before the battle and then pick that up mid-fight <laughs> mid so I had a chance to actually do enough damage. Because it would literally, the guy would punch me and I would die in one. Uh, th that seems like a flaw in... Because it, it feels like you should have an alternate way of getting around that mission, I guess. It, it does. Like I don't know if it... And cause it's, like, obviously there's a, there's a degree of customization. obviously. So it's like, did I, did I put points in certain things? But I, but I feel like it's like I, it didn't allow me to use all of them, which was a bit of a is a bit of a flaw. When it's like you you can go through here and you can you can stealth your way through, you can talk your way through, you can do this thing because you chose this origin. But then some, but then sometimes it feels like you are absolutely locked into. It, it feels like for a lot of like there was a mission I remember that I had like was a gunfight and it was like right. You didn't. He didn't really explicitly tell you it was a gunfight that was coming up, and it definitely took me many attempts of saving and reloading <laughs> just to figure it out. But even through all of that, like all of the trash, there were a lot of like you know, there's a lot of fun characters in there that you get to you get to meet up with. Uh, you got like got the uh, the nomads. I chose myself to be a nomad because that was the. They seem to be the most chill kind of life there. It's like, do you want to be a biz business corpo man, or do you want to be a street punk, or do you want to be just someone who kind of lives on the outskirts of the city and doesn't really give a shit? And it's like, yeah, you know what? That sounds kind of fun. <laughs> and then you get to meet Keanu Reeves. Yeah, then meet Keanu Reeves, and he hates me. But then really? we're buds. Well, you're sharing a body, effectively. To start, I, with. I, I, I did not know that. <laughs> I have not paid any attention to Cyberpunk, if I'm going to be honest. He, he's basically Cortana. <laughs> he's in your head, a little chip in your head. <laughs> Except he wants your body to control. Uh, there's a, there's a, there's enough like variety. There is like enough variety in the missions and like how you do them. And like there are things I missed that I didn't realise because I was like, oh, I can go back to this area and go around and save this character and do this. So again, it has like the, the the more exploration freedom to do. Driving around is still kind of fun, even if you are bouncing around. Uh, so the, like, the combat didn't like whenever when everything works, it just it does just feel really good to play. When it works. When it works, which like I said, now it seems like it's getting there. I would still probably say stick with the PC version. Yeah, because I don't think the next gen versions are out till next year now. Uh, I I don't I yeah I'm not quite certain what's the deal with them honestly. It's like I say, it was a game built for PC. Just stick with PC. No. Well, I can take on uh, the helm here with uh, my number five pick. Um, I think it's only fair because a lot of my uh, games that I played were remasters and re remakes and. Uh, re-releases and stuff like that uh, that are on newer format and of course one of them was that of uh, a game that was celebrating a, a certain anniversary this year <laughs> and of course uh, a lot of people garnered it as a very 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 poor job of a port of a, of a remaster or whatever but personally I didn't think it was that bad so that's why it's at number 5 and that is Sonic Colors Ultimate. 
I think I'm going to agree with you that I don't think it's as bad as people made it out to be, unless maybe I, you were on the Switch. <laughs> I, I saw that a lot of those issues actually came from Switch emulators on PC and not the actual I, Exactly. There, there were still some issues on the Switch version. I'm they sure did there were. Patch them, but yeah, no, it was nowhere near. I don't think it was anywhere near as bad as people were making it out to be. Um... But yeah, go, sorry, go on, Tomo. This is, this yeah, is no, I, yeah, I was just, it's, it's like, I was playing the PS4 version on PS4 Pro, uh, whilst uh, obviously a lot of uh, test reviews and stuff like that, or, or many reviews, were playing the PS4 version on PS5, or the Xbox version on Xbox Series X, or whatever. So all these review places get their nice shiny consoles, guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, with my uh, kind of like uh, experience on the PS4 Pro, it wasn't as bad. And I was being careful because I was hearing about all the kind of like uh, the corrupt saves and stuff like that and whatnot. So, I was always backing up my save pretty much after every world just to be on the safe side. Um, but overall, it wasn't a bad experience. It wasn't, it was the Sonic Colors that I remember. And it's actually. Uh, I actually went out of my way, because obviously I like going for my Platinums, I went out of my way to Platinum the game, and this is the first time I actually completed Sonic Colors 100%, like getting all the S-Ranks, getting um, uh, ev effectively everything in the game. The only thing that I didn't get was enough coins to buy all the extra content that was uh, made available, all the kind of like... Um, but that's not needed uh, for the platinum, is it? No, it's not. It's it's just superficial stuff like the the auras and the the yeah. They they have another name for them, but I just call them the anime speed lines filters. <laughs> um, I, I can't remember what they call them. Tra the boost trail, I guess. I I something like that. Uh, or well, they call them auras, I think, uh, for that. But it's like um, auras, the, auras, auras, auras. Yeah, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, the, the different kind of like uh, spikes, the different shoes, the different gloves and whatnot. It's like, I didn't get enough coins to buy everything in this sh store, um, in that in that specific store, but it's not needed for uh, completing the game 100%. But no, doing all the S ranks and uh, all the yeah. kind of like red ring, collecting all the red rings and stuff like that, it, it was enjoyable because again, this was a game that I just completely streamed online uh, from pretty much to start from start to finish, and I, I didn't fi find it to be that terrible uh, on the PS4. Uh, I know the Switch version isn't the greatest one. I've seen the footage, obviously, and it's running at 30 frames per second. But apparently, my perception of the original was blinded because the original was 30 frames per second on the Wii. So it's like, all right. So I mean. It's consistent on Nintendo consoles. We'll say that. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think the issue was with all the upgrades they did for the Switch. It wasn't actually hitting 30 all the time. Whereas I because it was obviously originally designed for the Wii, they designed it to run fairly smoothly at 30 frames on the Wii. Mm. Yeah. I I actually played it on the PC on the Epic Store version because that's the version I was uh, I was gifted by someone. I do actually have the PlayStation version. I haven't played it yet. Um, and I will say... I, I, I will say, some of those S-Ranks are very difficult to get. They can be, but if you know how to manipulate the the, the score counter and uh, yep. be able to 
farm for certain areas. Granted, you can't farm in one area for too long because you'll end up losing time and then yeah. that'll obviously lose you a score bonus at the end. But it, it's certain particular missions that I found that where the margin is very small and there yeah. isn't actually any way to farm points. Mm. Uh, there's one in particular I'm remembering from uh, Aquarium Planet. It's one of the right. very short levels, and you actually just don't. You have to just be quick and accurate because there isn't anywhere to gain points. Hmm. But yeah, um, I mean, other, other than that, yeah, I I just had a good time. I had a good time. Uh, it's like I, I and um, good enough to actually say, hey, this was a this was a, a nice little uh, remaster for. Uh, as a, a, a sort of a filler gap between, um, you know, the the last newest release of uh, the Sonic franchise, like main Sonic uh, franchise, which was Forces back in 2017, uh, to the new um, uh, newest Sonic game that will be out sometime in 2022. Hopefully. So, <laughs> hopefully, right, fingers crossed. But um, yeah, I. I, I can't say anything wrong with it at all. No, so. it it didn't hit my top five because I kind of tried to limit how many remasters I have on my list, just as a personal preference. Mm -hmm. um, I agree that I don't think it was as bad as people were making it out to be. I still do think it has its issues. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> some of them, a lot of them, I think are minor. I, but I've kind of put my thoughts in a um, previous LMC cast. I think the biggest one for me on the Epic Store one was that I was never able to complete the egg um, shuttle stuff because yeah. the game continuously crashed partway through. And if it does oh. that, it doesn't save any of the progress. Yes. So I'd have to start uh, from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So that that's that was one of the things I was fearing when I made my run on the PlayStation. And lo and behold, I was able to get through it in one shot. Nothing, nothing wrong. So. Uh, it, the thing is, it was always consistent on what level it crashed. Mm. So it, I think it was a problem with that build. They may have fixed it later on, but I never went back. It's the only um, trophy I was missing. Ah, fair dues. But I can try again on PlayStation. So. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, so my number four is... In theory, it's a HD re-release. But it was never released in Europe or America beforehand. So it's essentially a new game, right? <laughs> um... Now, sadly, I have not been able to finish this game because, um, as these two will know, I've had some serious PC problems over the last couple of months. And uh, the latest one happened in the middle when I was trying of trying to play this game. But I've played enough of the game and to know that I'm already loving it and I really want to try and finish it. And that is the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Oh, uh, Ace Attorney. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, it is a spin-off of sorts of the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney series where you play as one of his ancestors in uh, Industrial Revolution uh, Britain slash when the uh, Britain and the Japanese Empire were kind of just um, making niceties together, I guess, and joining together. Um, there is the one of the big things is that you meet um, the game's take on Sherlock Holmes, who is called Herlock Holmes, because it's, legal it, reasons. It's not. It's it's not just a game's sake. It's actually a legitimate uh, 
like uh, character from the from the I think it was like the original creator or whatever to get around the the the, the rights of yeah. Sherlock well, Holmes and stuff like that. So yeah, I, so I, in I, Japan I he's actually called Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Um, it's outside of that. It's because the um, uh, was it Arthur Conan Doyle Society don't believe that copyright should end when it ends, you know, by law. They should still be able to make money of it. That's a debate for a different time. I, I, um, I could have sworn it's like you could use the name Sherlock Holmes, but the stories he was in were off limits. Uh, again, to a degree, this is debated yeah. by them still. And Japan basically says we don't care. America has their own law, and Europe has their own law, and it's all very mixed up. So yeah, they hadn't previously released it because of those. They've now bought it back, bought it out. So the originals were on 3DS, I believe. Yes. So they've ported them to, you know, pretty much every console under the sun. Switch, PC, Xbox, PlayStation. Um, and, yeah, I've played up to partway through the fifth case. Um, so the, the collection actually contains both games that released on 3DS. Um, so I've only got, I've not even got halfway through the game yet. But um, they're... It's definitely a much more of an emotional roller coaster than some of the ones the previous ones have been. Um, to give you an example, while the first case is a very interesting example and works quite well, the second case is a little bit weird because there's no court segment in it. You'll just have to deal with that one. That's definitely the low point of the first game. The third case has a very unusual ending. Um... I don't think there's really ever been a case in the rest of the series where you feel like you've done the wrong thing, and this one makes you feel like that. Um, and then it picks up again really after the fourth case, from what I've seen. Again, I haven't finished the fifth case yet because it died in the middle. My PC died in the middle of playing the fifth case, so. Um, but you can see you're enjoying it enough. So oh, I already. And basically, everyone's told me. Once you finish the first game, the second game picks up even better um, because Ooh. it's it's already established everything from the first game, so you, it doesn't need to build itself up again. Um, and the bit, the other biggest praise I'll give the game is the facial animations and expressions are amazing. Like, if this was on the 3DS, it would have been super impressive, and they've properly treated it in its HD glow up. The new mechanics, some of them I like, some of them are a bit off, and you definitely feel like you're on the back foot a lot. The new um, prosecutor is... I don't particularly like him at the moment, but I've been told by the end of the of Case 5, you understand why he's a massive dick. So... Miles Medgeworth. It's, yeah, unfortunately it's not Miles Edgeworth's uh, predecessor. Um, no, I was Medgeworth. <laughs> I don't. This is the thing. I don't think anyone is going to top Edgeworth as a prosecutor. The closest, I think, Simon Blackwell from the uh, 3DS games was actually very close. But I will say again, my Phoenix Wright pretty much comes down to first half of the anime series, the live-action movie, and a general light dabbling. <laughs> I mean, yeah. This is definitely a game for fans of the series. I don't think this is one to get into as your first game. But if you've played the trilogy on PC, 
um, or PlayStation, Xbox, or Switch, because I think it's on all of them, this is a great next step. Uh, it's a shame the other ones are a little bit harder to get. I think um, Ace Attorney 4 is iOS only at the moment, unless you can find an original DS copy. And then the other two are 3DS. And the Miles Edgeworth games, well, one of them was never released out here, so... I'm hoping that, I'm hoping this one does so well that they can remaster the rest of the series just to preserve it because I really feel like it deserves it. But this game was definitely I definitely loved what I played so far and I want to play more, which is a good sign for a game. I struggled to start with it, I will admit, but as soon as you get into it, it's as soon as you, once you get to that spark of yes, I'm now in the courtroom. This is this is the Phoenix Wright stuff I love it goes so much better and the characters are the characters i've seen are great they're very um charismatic and stuff which is brilliant yeah it's i'm so looking forward to finishing it when i can basically although i may have to restart the game from the start which is always uh, gonna be interesting <laughs> but yes we'll see. i i don't won't mind doing it it's a big thing so ace great ace attorney chronicles is my number four did, did you have any experience with the uh, Ace Attorney stuff, Turbo? Or um, no, I've um, pretty much uh, not been playing many of things. I did play uh, one of the games via the WiiWare um, uh, service at one point. I think it was like Trials and Tribulations. I think was the entry. I had like leftover Nintendo points, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, that would have been used them up. Trials and Tribulations is the third game of the original trilogy, so that's a yeah. very interesting jumping in point. I would definitely say it would be worth going back and doing the first game and building up towards Trials and Tribulations. Yeah, Although but I will say, with any kind of series. Yeah, but with um, what was it? Um, the, ser- the 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 series uh, kind of like plan out and stuff like that. I I have been interested in um, in it because it is in that kind of like. Uh, visual novel puzzle element that I'm a fan of with games like uh, Hotel Dusk and Last Window yes, uh, and uh, the uh, another Code series as well. So yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that would be right up my street. It's just I haven't put much time and investment into it. But yes, uh, Shadow Fox, your number four. Yes, uh, my number four. It was a uh... it was a game that was kind of surprised me that it was uh, kind of forgot that it was out but it was a you know conveniently it's my number four because it's a back four blood (laughs) so i I can't remember who it was someone just mentioned i think it was probably like uh dusk or might might have been i who mentioned like it was like we're gonna play it and it's like uh how much is it and it was like it's free on xbox game pass and i'm like oh that's convenient and for those of you wondering what it is, a back for blood uh, is the spiritual successor to the Left 4 Dead <laughs> series. In um, that it pretty much plays very, very similarly because it's made by uh, Turtle Beach, isn't it? They're called Turtle Rock. Turtle Rock. Turtle Rock. That was it. Turtle Beach do the headsets, don't they? Yeah, Turtle Beach are the headsets. Headset. That's it. Turtle I, was Rock. Say, I, I was interested to see it because obviously their last game, which was Evolve, was. Evolve. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I I remember watching a video about how that went so bad. But yeah, so it's like they, they yeah they made uh, Left 4 Dead, kind of got picked up by Valve, published that Left 4 Dead 2. Then obviously Valve stopped making games, 
and they decided let's let's make our Left 4 Dead 3 and it's, it's pretty much the next kind of evolution of that style of game like you got all your you got your assortment of weapons as normal you can't with ranging from your simple like pistols SMGs snipers assault rifles all shotguns uh, and you and you you kind of got again like this kind of story that's going on throughout it, which, due to repurchases and just, I don't know if it's like a bug or not or something, but it wasn't unlocking the level selections for uh, like it it wasn't counting as having completed for I think uh, dusk a couple of times, so I think I've replayed the first um, the first act three times now, <laughs> but it's. It's, it's your standard like teamwork co-op shooter. It's kind of you go through, you run around, you shoot your things. You got your you got your special infected, of course. You got your uh, you're not boomers, you're not chargers, you're not hunters, you're not spitters. They just do exactly the same thing. It's it's, it's like okay, if we took this bit from this one and this bit from this one to make this, and then if we take this bit from this one to make that. It's not. It's not invent reinventing the wheel. Obviously, it's it's a nice and it's it, it's a simple shooter, but it's all. But it's again fun for just four 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 people, as is in the title. You say you say it's fun, uh, a fun simple shooter, but I actually see it as a lot more uh, like so, a lot lot more uh, advanced to that of Left 4 Dead. It has because it has evolved. Certainly, with something called the, it's got the the card system, mm. which, uh, as as you go through the mich missions, it's like they'll, it, there's like a basically a deck of cards that's going on in the background. You have your deck that you can buy. So when you complete missions, you get points. You can spend the points on new cards, and you can put the cards into a deck. And then these cards will give you more copper, which is a resource that you can spend on getting upgrades and better weapons or. Um, health kits uh, or like extra health get extra health uh, more movement speed better melees better sprint recovery also there's uh, eight characters all have different slightly different uh, modif like modifications to the team uh, yeah so you get the cards and the the game itself gets its own cards so it's like on this level there are screechers or there are more crows don't disrupt the crows they'll bring the hordes. <laughs> Because uh, was it like in the original Left 4 Dead they had the um, the AI director they called it didn't they yeah. yeah which was the which was like it it like it goes it's never going to be the same run twice because it's going to choose randomly where the witch goes and it has that same kind of thing here except now it has like another layer of complication with these decks of cards like maybe you have to find a box and take it to the end to get extra points or maybe there's going to be a boss spawn on this level so now you have to fight the boss to get extra credits and succeed uh, but yeah I mean it's like the idea is that it's kind of like it's very early on zombies are just sort of appearing you kind of got your little base camp you're dealing with it all uh, and there's still kind of there's still a fair I don't I haven't completed the final act yet so I'm not quite sure where it does all go and they're still planning DLC as well aren't they there's still yeah I, I, I can definitely see them not leaving this game alone for a while. I mean, I, I don't even think the offline play is technically playable yet. 
I think that was like an option that wasn't selectable, which was bizarre. That is the one annoying thing, is that you have to go via their servers. So if, you, if you've got a group of four, it has to try and find you a server for you four to play on. You can't just have a local host. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's on free for Xbox Game Pass, so if you have that, it's try on my, it. It's on my to-do list. I don't have Game Pass, so I'll be looking at buying the game instead. Yeah. So, so you said you looked at it a little bit, Turbo. You actually played it, or are you just... Uh... I've, I was interested at one point, and I was given uh, many opportunities to be part of the beta when that was uh, around. But over time, I was just like, yeah, this is getting too complicated. Like, they're throwing too much into the formula to make it... To, like me me myself adding so many other things to it yeah it more is more yeah but sometimes too more sometimes too much more is too much you know it's like i i i just it kind of just threw me away uh for it. and plus i had i had my priorities on other things um throughout the year and uh, there's been other games that came out this year that i didn't get a chance to play either so um, so it's just Back for Blood was put into the back burner for me. So yeah, uh, same. Whether here. or not it's... I, whether or not I get it, uh, is another question. No, I, I think that's a good choice. Uh, I mean, I've definitely seen you guys play it, and you're definitely enjoying it. It's just on the back burner for me at the moment because Back for stuff. Blood <laughs> on the back burner. So with myself yeah. for number four, I'm going in, into the route of what uh, Earth Art uh, led into with. Uh, the uh, story narrative of uh, gaming and it's again pretty much a remaster remake of an old older older game like way older in fact actually a series that never got localized uh, beforehand and um it's a pair i'm pairing them up um f uh, because it's two separate games but i feel as though they're one complete game in fact actually on the e-store they are sold together as a pack rather than separately. Oh, so, I think I know what this is now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my number four is uh, Famicom Detective Club, um, The Girl Who Stands Behind, and The Missing Heir. Uh, two halves of a story, um, uh, or like a story arc, essentially, um, where you can, you can actually play one or the other, uh, no problem. I mean, many people say... Um, you can play the missing heir first and then the girl who stands behind but I feel after playing both both games and understanding um, uh, that the girl who stands behind actually takes place before the missing heir I'd recommend playing that one first over uh, you know over the uh, missing heir but the problem was is that in the original how it was originally released the missing air was the first game that was released and the girl who stands behind was the second game released so it had like more it had different mechanics uh, i say different mechanics it's a visual novel game it's, like, it's not really got much difference to it but it does have a slight difference to it uh with the but how why it's in number four i just was really engaged with the story the narrative how characters develop and, and the mystery and the thrill 
the 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 thriller aspect uh, because these are kind of like uh, murder mystery stories essentially because uh, you know characters get killed off and uh, you're you play as uh, a junior detective essentially um, as part of the, uh, you know part of this uh, detective agency uh, to solve these mysteries and of course the first one. Um, it, or the in the girl who stands behind, it's all revolved around uh, a girl who got killed um, or murdered and whatnot, and you have to find find the story, uh, link the clues to link to another mur- uh, missing girl case uh, years ago, uh, and then in the miss uh, the the missing heir, it's to find uh, who was uh, part of this big family with a you know fortune that's need to. Um, uh, obviously, hand down the family lineage to, and it ends up becoming a murder mystery because obviously people are people <laughs> within the family who would be next in line are getting killed off. So you kind of like finding that, uh, find out clues that way. I so, just really got in- engaged. I love this. Uh, I love this pair of games and really enjoyed it. Is it like it. one big mystery per game? It's one big mystery per game. Yeah, it's like, um, uh, but. The, the thing is, is that they do connect each other uh, in some way. That Like, there is a story thread that kind of, like, connects the two. Um, okay. Uh, for, and, of course, the, the best thing, obviously, the best thing is, is, is that you can name your protagonist, whoever you like, and you can carry <laughs> that over into the other game as well. That's good. So, and... Um, uh, I, th- I think there's other aspects that you can also carry on. It, it, it depends on what whatever you had a save file from the other game will c- can be transferred over to. So it can go backwards and forwards. Yes, oh. effectively. Um, but no, I love this. I, lo- I love this game, and uh, uh, that's that's why it's at number four. It's very s- simple visual novel kind of like game with some slight puzzle elements with some detective work and whatnot um the voice acting is all in japanese because they, they didn't want uh, they didn't want to translate yeah that's, um, that's fair enough that but i i was happy with that i was happy with the english subtitles in fact actually i set it up where um i think uh you can actually disable the, the, the voice acting i believe um and I think I did that because I, uh, I, again, I was streaming this on my stream, uh, on my Twitch channel, and I was just voicing all the characters um, <laughs> that way. So it's, it makes it easier instead of having t- the did, Japanese did dialogue like... uh, being spoken in the background while the English text is going. It's like I just yeah. turn that off and then just do the dialogue and do voice character. acting. Did, yeah. Did it, have, like, did it have like the uh, the text box noise, like the bit 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 or at all, or is it just? Uh no it doesn't it doesn't oh. have any text box uh, noise I don't I believe. suppose if if it's got Japanese audio it wouldn't have had that overlapping with the Japanese audio so no it's no, it's it, it, I I saw this like announced and I was like this is interesting but I I never acted on it because I don't use my Switch that much the only the only drawback I can say it is highly priced like it's it's fifty quid. It's a Nintendo game. <laughs> it's, it's a Nintendo game. <laughs> yeah. So, and I and I don't think it. I don't think I even saw it on like the 
Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals that Nintendo was doing on the eStore. I don't I think would it was give it, I would give it a there. year before that happens. For any, anything that's Nintendo published, not going to happen within a year. Okay, so my Bronze Awards. Um, so this was a game... Now, admittedly, I completely forgot this game released this year because I pretty much rinsed it in a couple of days. Um, and that included 100%ing all the achievements in it. Uh, but it's a game I kickstarted, or, well, kind of. It wasn't on Kickstarter. They made their own company called Fig to kickstart it, essentially. Um, but it's by a well-known studio, um, and it is a long-awaited sequel. And I'm surprised I forgot, but this was definitely one of my highlights of the year. Psychonauts 2. Not Shenmue 3, then. I'm sorry? Not Shenmue 3, though. Well, it would be Shenmue 3 because that was years ago. (laughs) Um, So, Psychonauts 2 is a mixture of platforming and 3D beat-em-up and puzzle-solving. I felt this one went leaned a little harder into the combat and less into the puzzle-solving, which a little bit disappointing, but the combat systems were so much better improved that actually... The combat was fairly nice, and the variety of enemies they've added were very good. Um, one of the other things, it's hard to not compare this game to the first game, which was very... It had a lot more limitations, and so it had to do a lot more clever things. And it feels like, in this game, that cleverness isn't quite as prominent. But it still does quite a lot of really nice things. The other big difference being that in the first game, it was more about exploring different psychological issues in people's minds. This one is, these people don't necessarily have psychological problems. Some of them do. Um, And you try to help them with them. But for the most part, it's going through and discovering the people themselves, which is interesting. Um, and the whole plot I will say that the whole plot feels like it jumps the shark quite a bit if you catch my drift but overall the game is a pleasure to play Um, it looks stunning and there's enough nods to the original that it is definitely um, it definitely plays to its fans as well a lot of my gripes have admittedly been fixed in a post patch thing that came out fairly recently um, where it helped you find some of the missing items and stuff that are hard to find. It is on Xbox Game Pass, as is the original. Mm-hmm. I would still say play the original first. There is technically a game in between the two called The Rhombus of Ruin, but it's VR only, so good luck. Um, if you're lucky enough to have a room big enough and a VR headset. and Yeah, I, 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 again, one of those games I'd want to play, don't have a VR headset. Might get one if they do off the PS5, but we'll see. Um, you can use uh, the PS, the PSVR headset on the PS5, I believe. True. Although, again, good luck trying to find one. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Psychonauts 2 was definitely a highlight. I I would say, as a fan of the original and so on, that backed it. I only backed it at the level to get the game on Steam, basically. Um, pre-order. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Um, I was not disappointed. I think 
I wasn't as wowed as I was hoping to be, which is why it's only made number three. Despite the fact that, to be honest, I probably could have switched this with my number two easily. Um, and, you know, there's there's a lot of good stuff the game does. It does have its shortfallings, but none of that detracts away from... I will say the highlight, the, the, some very big highlights. Admittedly, though, a lot of those highlights are stuff they put in trailers, so they're not quite as a surprise. Um, one of the big ones being the Jack Black level is fantastic. It's also one of the biggest levels, which also then makes the collectifying part a nightmare. But, you know, that's that's the price you pay. Um, Psychonauts 2, yeah. Honestly, if you can, give it a try. Although I would say play the original first, even though the original is a little bit janky by today's standards. Um, but it gives you a lot more appreciation for the second game. And yeah, that's, uh, that is my bronze for this year. So, uh, I had a little bit of a toss-up between my bronze. And um, I think in the end, I'm going to stick with uh, the new Pokemon Pearl release, or Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, we'll say. Both are the like same. Bril- brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, yeah. It I can has... never remember which way around they are. <laughs> I sometimes struggle for that. Like, legitimately, it has been a very long time since I sat down with a Pokemon game and I actually, like, properly, like, finished it, did the Elite Four, and then... Because they've all the Pokemon games have always had... Um, bonus. Stuff. A bonus afterwards. And, um... The last time I did it with a mainline would have been actually the, the, the original Diamond and Pearl. I, I redid it with Gold and Silver, the Heart Gold Soul Silver remakes, because they were my favourites and such. But, yeah, it's like, obviously, I'm still working through Pearl. Obviously, I haven't. I've done a few gyms. Yeah, <laughs> still we, getting we my were team discussing up. this before we were recording. We were like, still discussing. <laughs> yeah, still getting a few few of my teams sorted out. Um, but yeah, it's like because like the last time I just sat down and had fun with Pokemon. It has been a while. And I mean, I mean, and it's like, what what do you really say about Pokemon? It's, no, it's, it's, I, I, I mean, it's, what it, can you? <laughs> it, it's Pokemon. It, you know exactly what it is. Yeah, no, and especially you, this one because this is a, a remaster of a, a previous generation. So, and they've been very fa- like surprisingly faithful. It's, and I think that's part of the that reason why it's so good. Like ever since, like every generation, they've always had something. It's like we've always had these Giga evolutions, Mega evolutions. Uh, was it like Giga maxing and um, Gigantamaxing? Gigantamaxing and, and uh, those super special moves that you have to hold the plates for the X electric moves or whatever they were. Oh, in Sun and Moon, yeah. Sun and Moon. It's like it. There's it's always there's always got to be a gimmick. I think the gimmick with this one was like this was where you had like double and triple battles, or at least triple battles. I think. I can't. I, the problem in is the I ori- never played the previous generations. So. I think in the original release, 
double battles was in the second generation, I believe. I don't, definitely not in the second gen. I don't remember anything in gold and silver having that. Maybe third? Yeah, maybe? I think maybe, I think third did, because I think third had a, the third generation had a double gym leader. Okay, maybe then. Uh, but, yeah, then it, but then it also had the, um, it had the Pokemon like beauty con- contests as well. Yes, that was something which, a bit different. That was different, but that's something different that's completely unrelated to the battling, to the main game. It's a side thing, and it's one of the things I also loved in uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver was the Pokathlon, because mm. it wasn't part of like the main line. Because like this, this you've got the underground. Yeah, get... which they've expanded quite a lot in this one. They've expanded on that a lot. I mean, I, I certainly like this generation. It had some of my favourite Pokemon came from this generation. Uh, Luxray and Leafeon. Yeah. Luxray, absolutely amazing. Love my Luxray. Uh, yeah, but, but, like, I know some people complained about like the style looking at it, but I think it all looks quite visually pleasing. It's not... It's, it's a bit weird with the diet. So one of the things that is a bit odd is that like, you, you can, if you use the D-pad... You walk to the grid and you hold B to run. If you use the joystick, you push slow to walk, fast to run, and you have full free movement. Which does end up leaving me bumping into things and <laughs> slightly getting into places I shouldn't have. I, I saw I saw that there was one one of the gyms, the ice gym, you could like skip half the puzzle by just walking diagonally. <laughs> They, I think they may have patched that out now. They may have patched that um, out, yeah. I, I will say the other thing is I do like the fact they've moved the HMs onto a Poketech app. Yes. the like, Not needing your own Pokemon to have that move now as well is so nice. It's like, I don't want I don't want to have cut on any of these Pokemon. Although I will say the variety of Pokemon from the Poketech app are... App are um, Small. There's there's only three Pokemon you'll see in that Poketech app. Oh, what they can use this? They can use the HMs and stuff. Yeah, you can probably guess what one of them is. <laughs> yeah, considering one of them for Rock Smash and Cut is uh one of the one of the original root Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Well, that yeah that Pokemon gets like most of the moves. <laughs> Does it get Fly and Surf? <laughs> It gets one of those two, but not its base form. Its evolved form gets it. Okay. Because <laughs> its evolved form is water normal. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a beaver. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not used to like those starting trail Pokemon being of any of any use usually. Oh no, I remember my bee barrel in the original game was the HM slave. <laughs> yeah, the fact that you don't need it. like it, it's it's a remake. With all of the chaff cut out. Yeah, I think they've done just the right amount of fixing and keeping stuff in. Yeah. All of the right it's had all the right quality of life upgrades. It it's I'm not, I'm not gonna say it's perfect. But it's pretty much exactly what I want from a Pokemon game. For my bronze medal, um for this, I uh am Got to throw in a game that uh, I seriously didn't think it was going to be coming out uh, this year. and uh, But lo and behold, not only did it come out, but it had a way of 
getting people hyped up for it and uh, it, it was really good because it, it was you can al almost say it was like the summer of this game because you know the first two games came out in June uh, and then this third entry came in, in in at the tail end of August and that's just crazy how that that uh, uh, came about and um, yeah, I'm talking about No More Heroes 3. Oh, yeah. This was this was really good. Like to lead up lead up to the release of No More Heroes 3, they re re-released or or ported oh, yeah. No More Heroes 1 and 2 not only onto Switch, but also onto PC. And uh, that was a really clever way of trying to gauge or like try to get hype driven up for no more heroes 3 because essentially it's like trying to you know uh clear up uh, or like try to get people up to speed for what what three will introduce and whatnot because it'll have characters from both games um, and of course the spin-off title uh, travis Stri strikes again and uh yeah I really enjoyed it. The only thing that kind of like hinders it a little bit was overall performance on um, its hub worlds and whatnot. Uh, the, chugging. Because, yeah, it was chugging. It it chugged quite bad at points. Um, this is on the Switch. Yeah, this is on the Switch. I mean, it's only available on the Switch right now. And it's... Um, it's it just take took me out a little bit because uh i mean granted it was it was the same for the original game where in the original games kind of like uh uh hub worlds when you're driving around um on your bike and whatnot it, it was like running at 30 frames per second but when you go into combat that's when performance is that's where performance was obviously better in at points and if, of course that's the case here in no more heroes 3 where in combat it is fast it's fluid it's optimized smooth. for combat uh and it yeah so yeah i and the the stuff that happens in the game in like no more heroes 3 the twists the turns everything i was just like oh my god it's this oh it's that it's, it's it had all those kind of like uh check notes uh from me being actually happy with the game you know and you probably and, and many people are thinking so well why 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 are you putting this higher higher than um you know the uh, like specifically sonic colors ultimate where that one yeah you said you just said oh it didn't have that many problems but you're still putting no more heroes higher well first off no more heroes 3 is a newer game second of all we haven't had a new more heroes game uh, or a proper no more heroes uh, game for years so this was something that was really what an up you know proper hype uh moment for me and in the end I had a blast. I did have a blast. I was gonna say, it game. doesn't matter if it has more bugs; it can still be more fun. Yeah, it can be. It's only has slight performance issues. I'll say it. I'll flat out say that. But other than that, 
And granted, all the kind of like fluff that it has, like all the kind of like side missions and stuff like that. Granted, for, for, for um, I watched uh, Gerard's completionist video on this and whatnot. From a completionist standpoint, it is not something you want to complete and whatnot. But as a game that you would just like blast through, you know, and get to the end of the story, definitely worth it. I had a blast.